0: And I believe that that's
1: really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Metric Aitolagi, who is the coach of the Nui Rugby Union team. And I bumped into him in Papua New Guinea while I was on a mission trip there and thought, we've got to get this guy on the radio. We're going to hear a bit of his story today. Welcome along, Metric. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, good, good, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. It's great to catch up with you now. For those who don't uh, know your story, tell us a bit about where you were born and raised.
0: Yes, I was born in uh, one of the beautiful islands in the South Pacific. It's called Niue Island. It's um, close to Tonga uh, and Samoa. Yeah, so it's uh, born and bred in Niue.
1: Okay, and tell us, uh, did you have a religious upbringing?
0: Yes, yes. You see, all Pacific Islanders, you know, we all um, uh, we've all been, uh, you know, brought up in that uh, heavy, heavy. Uh, a religious background, you know, get up on a Sunday, Must Sunday's a must, everybody go to church, uh, no chores on a Sunday. So, yes, uh, very heavy in, um, uh, uh, in, the, in the early days growing up until I left that new way.
1: Okay, and what kind of church were you part of? What denomination uh, were you raised in?
0: I, uh, the denomination, I think it's uh, like an ALG, Assembly of God mm-hmm. uh, sort of church um, back in New England.
1: Okay, and did you live there uh, all of your younger life, or did you uh, hop around the islands?
0: Yes, no, I lived there, lived there probably until I was. Uh, I only left the island ten years ago, so probably until my um, closing onto my um, to my early thirties, yeah, and then I um, I left the island. Um, just got a bit too much in the end. I think just needed just needed a break, uh, go somewhere different, and. uh um, start up again,
1: yeah. Mm, okay, and tell us a bit about your faith journey. Were you always a follower of Christ, or did you fall away from God uh, at some stage?
0: Yes, in, in the islands, you know, it's um, it's um, like I said before, we're brought up into this um, uh, Christian um, life, uh, starting at home, but never um, never really gave my life to, 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 you know, fully gave my life to God. Probably two, three years ago. Um, I spent um left New Year, went to London uh to play a bit of rugby and um you know, as you do the dif- different country you just um get lost in the period of um, um uh, forgetting God and not knowing him. You know turning into uh, the rugby was the main sort of god. You're idolising rugby and, and, and you know the the everything else that comes of it, the partying, the uh, so yeah, so really, really through that period just uh Really lost and broken, uh, not until come back to Brisbane about 2015. Uh, so, me and my wife now, we moved back to Brisbane. Um, you know, but, but during that time, I stopped, stopped drinking at about 2007. Um, just took us a lot of problems with drinking. And then, you know, always in the back of my mind to go to church, to, to see God again, to try, but it wasn't, it was still a distant relationship, but it wasn't until we came back to Brisbane uh, and, you know, and met. Um, Met family here that, that go to church and then, you know, slowly coming back into church and then in that process, um, um, you know, really, really, really wanting to, to get back, seek and know God. So it all started from there. And then um, I think getting appointed to be one of the core team leaders at a church, I think that's, that's when, uh, you know, really, really gave my life to God and, and really stopped all these other things that, you know, used to do before started as a new creation, um, the old packages, the old me really started to, to leave all that behind and, and, and seek God um, and not seeking the material things of his life. Uh, really started to pull back on rugby, which which rugby was um, number one in my life. Uh, if everything else was, you know, second best is was, was, was always rugby. So really started to pull back on that, really started to uh, read the Bible, uh, you know, but, uh, going through the process of... Uh, uh, born again believer, being saved and uh yeah, just uh, just just the closer getting into Bible, Bible studies and hanging around people that um um uh, gave me the, the the influence and just um the people that really know their word and that yeah that's that's when it um it it, it all happens and um and, and as of now really, really seeking the truth and really really again, just really wanting to know God and, and wanting to be um you know, uh, as a multiplication tool for His work, And everywhere I go, I'll, I'll make sure to plant a seed, where, whether it's a sports team, whether it's friends and family, or just at work, you know, just really trying to impact people's lives with, with the truth,
1: yeah. Mm, that's wonderful, mate. And I know that uh, you've been a part of the ministry with your cousin, Pastor David Varka, who's a friend of mine. Um, yes, yes. Tell us a bit about your involvement in his ministry.
0: Yes, well, yeah, me and David Varka, we go back, Well, a long way back to New Year, um, uh, being closely related as well. um, I knew he was always in, I knew he had a church in Australia. So moving back here, found, uh, uh, made contact with one of my other cousins, David's brother. I went to his church and, yeah, um, David asked if he could, you know, come and help because he was building a church up here on the north side. So he asked if we can, um, uh, uh, me and my partner can come up and join the core team there to, to, really start to build this church and get it going. So, you know, we, we accepted the task and, and uh, yes, for two years we, we built up um, that breakthrough church on Northside, um, fully committing, uh, you know, giving everything we, we have to, to really build a church up and going uh, and, and yes, um, uh, we really got that going and really uh, in that process, you know, um, being a core leader Really fully taken on uh, responsibilities as uh, so it's pretty much like a deacon, sort of a role in church, um, involved in a setup, involved in sound, and pretty much all the ministries and um, here yeah, just really really trying to get God's word out to the community here we lived in and uh, heavily involved in the in the sporting in the sporting realm um, uh, with with fitness and and you know with my background I think it, it just really really worked well being a coach uh, and and then. Um, uh, bringing the the ministry, just just using myself as a vessel and vessel and bringing uh, and preaching through that that um, um, ministry of sports, bringing in the word of God to, to people. Yeah.
1: Now, when I was in Papua New Guinea, I was staying at this hotel and saw all these rugby boys there uh, from the Oceana Rugby Comp, and I chatted to a few of them. Found out they were from Brisbane, which was amazing, uh, where where I live. But then I bumped into you in the foyer there and. Straight away, found out that you were so full on forgotten, and, and you'd actually told all the team from Newey no alcohol for the trip, and you'd actually run a church service for them. Tell us a bit about what you shared with the boys.
0: Yeah, well, well, um, in the beginning, in the beginning, when when we were asked by Newey to run the rugby, um, I, I was really, I was really seeking for a, a Bible verse for to base the journey on because you know, if. if, if um, I really believe that if we put God in this, this thing will work. If, if we put God in the center, we and we everything involves around it. It will definitely work. So we put. So I chose Matthew five, six, and seven. Uh, you know the Sermon on the Mount, and just just really focusing it and on, on Matthew seven, on building strong foundations for for the young people and, and for new rugby. And and coming into this, I was a bit just a bit weary as well because I know that some of the boys in there are uh, you know they go to church, but they haven't really given their life to Jesus to God. So, so coming into camp, you know, uh, the first Sunday, uh, I think we pretty shocked everyone when we were having dinner. The whole team was having dinner before we flew out, and I ran through the code of conduct. I said, you know, there'll be no alcohol, there'll be no. Um, this is the protocols you got to follow, and uh, follow. And then all the boys were like, "Man, we've never been on a tour that have rules and strict rules and regulations that we got to follow." But um, you know, fair play to all of them. They 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 followed those rules until. All our rugby was done, and I said, Man, that last Saturday and Sunday uh, before we left, and I said, Man, that's you know, everything's done now. You guys can relax a little bit, go and see a bit of P&T, you know, uh, have a drink, one or two, but not too many. So, but um, I think the seed was planted because um, uh, even then the boys, you know, they did went out, but when really, you know, they were, they, their mindsets were changed from what they used to be, um, they're, they're like I said, a new creation now, and, and the foundations they have. They're pretty much looking into, like, a professional rugby player trying to build strong foundations, trying to recover. If you drink alcohol, you know, your your body won't be, I would have a a, a quick recovery period turnaround. So all these things come in, and then um, for them to listen to the rules, I think it was was really good. And the tour was successful on and off, you know, off the field and on the field uh, purely because, you know, we, like I said, based it on a biblical verse. and, 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 And I told the boys that rugby was a byproduct, you know. That was just a bonus, but but um, God using myself as a vessel to come in and preach them through rugby. I, I think that was the winner at the end of the day because um these kids were walking walking away from camp talking about foundation, talking about God, talking about you know what they're going to do, talking about um, um, born again and believing and just being good people. Um, so yes, yes, I think I think it was very successful uh, for myself in and, and, and that way.
1: I know that uh, there's a lot of footy players that struggle with alcohol and struggle with, you know, partying too hard. And, you know, they, they get that, that peer pressure from their, their footy mates and get into trouble. Um, but you know, there's a few guys like I just interviewed Brad Thorne a while back, who's a strong Christian coach of the Queensland Reds. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's others, obviously people like Israel Falau. There's many Christians in the footy world that have spoken up for their faith. How important is it? Do you think that these guys have good Christian role models?
0: Oh, really? I mean, you look at the world we live in now, it's, um, uh, you know, all these material things, uh, young people are, uh, are following and idolizing instead of, you know, instead of really basing it on God. And, um, I think it's hard because even myself trying to stand up in a room full of people, and I'll be laughing, they'll be like, oh, mate, that will never work. Or they'll be like, man, well, why do you have to do that for? But I think if, if, if we, if, if, um, we as individuals, you know, if, if we really, if we really, you know, um, we really love God and and you want to seek the truth from God? I think we just got to be brave and and stand up and and make a change and and that was well my mission was there was to you know that we've made a choice we've taken a chance to go in D and G and and I want these kids to change and and I want to be that person that they can walk away from here and and, and like I said just um if they've learned a thing uh, one or thing two things from rugby but if they've take, they've taken God away then. That that's a win for me. So it's really important, uh, Matt. Really important. And and um, and I coach club rugby here in Brisbane as well. And all the all the players I have, you know, they're all Christians. But um, at, at the at the at the same time as well, some are lukewarm, some are on the fence, sort of thing. So it's it's my job in there just to give them a bit of direction and say, hey, man, listen, you know, that was wrong, or what you just done was wrong. But if we follow these principles and if you know, if we look at Jesus and look at God and look at what they've done, if, if we just want to follow them, you know, and and really believe, and be born again, and being saved, that's the win for me, and and yes, very important.
1: Now, I'm curious to know a bit about your personal devotions with God. Now, you're a busy guy, you, you work at Golden Circle, uh, you're also a coach, you're a you know, family man as well. well. What do you do for your personal devotions with God? Do you have like a daily routine where you, where you read the Word? What, what do you do?
0: Yes, you know, it starts off with a prayer, like, like, you know, we start off with a prayer, Every um, every fortnight on Wednesdays, we just finished one last night. We have a couple of hours of Bible study, um, just really, really seeking the truth. Um, at the moment, we're doing the Sermon on the Mount, and we're just, um, um, yeah, we just get together, a few of us, uh, a few of us just get together and do that, um, and devotion at home, uh, just reading, reading the Word, um, uh, reading the Word, yeah, and just really, really, like, uh, applying it on every day, if, if I'm on the field. Uh, you know, just really, really trying to get, um, uh, um, really kind of trying to get the winter to, to my players, the people, the people that work. So yes, uh, tr- try and live it, um, out 24/7. But you know, like at times we'll we'll have our weak moments, and, and you know, sort of come away from it. But yes, through through devotion, through prayer, and through Bible studies, and and going to
1: church. Yes, man. That's good, mate. And before we wrap up, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel and have never had an opportunity to give their life to Christ. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond to it?
0: I think the the gospel means is the good news. It's happiness, you know. It's happiness that we find, um, but to find that happiness, we really got to be we really got to be born again uh, believers, and we got to be saved. So um, I I know it's hard. It's hard, but that is the truth for me. Uh, some people might say in another way, they would be like, oh, we need to do um, maybe a lot of good things to be saved. But but for me, um, I, I used to think of it like that before, uh, like I need to be a good person, I need to do this, I need to you know, give things away to think, But once really getting to know God, I think that um, if, if we really, really want to get that happiness, um, we really have to, to really give ourselves to Jesus, be a born-again Christian, be saved, and and try to, you know, mimic the steps of Jesus when he was um, here on
1: earth for all of us. Mm, that's wonderful, mate. Well, it's so good to hear how your life has turned around and that you're being a, a great witness in the rugby world. And it, it's been uh, so good to hear about I, I've actually never heard of Nui before, to be honest. <laughs> when when I was up at Papua New Guinea and I bumped into you and I, I thought, Nui, where is that? So it's an island somewhere uh, near Samoa and Tonga, is it? Is that right?
0: Yes, yes, our closest neighbour is Tonga, it's, it's, uh, it's paradise Not many people, like you said, not many people have heard of, have heard of it But um, um, yes, it's, it's, it's right, right there, um, uh, close to Tonga, uh, north, of New Zealand, north of New Zealand
1: Wonderful, I'll have to come and visit Nui one day And it's uh, great to hear that you're you know, coaching the, the Nui Rugby Union team And that you're being a witness for, for God in that realm uh, Metric, I reckon you're a history maker, thanks for joining us bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio
0: on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.